411-LIVE. Where you can learn about issues that affect us every day. State of world, 411-LIVE. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your girl, 411-LIVE. Hello, I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411-LIVE. Real people, real talk. We are committed to expanding the conversation about human trafficking, specifically sex trafficking. On our last podcast, we had a conversation with Lamar Love. He told us about his experience in the sex trade, living with women who made money from sex and him managing and profiting from that money. I called him a former pimp, but the term pimp is now used synonymously with sex trafficker. And based on the description that Mr. Love gave, and I can only go by what he said, that description did not rise to the level of sex trafficking. Sex trafficking involves the threat or use of force, fraud, or coercion. Now, if you missed part one, you may want to go back and listen to it because it was quite interesting. In part two, Mr. Love talks about the reason he got out of the sex trade, what he's now doing in the community, and his thoughts about sex trafficking. Listen in. You were talking about, you know, when you were a part of it, it was 50s, 60s? Yeah, right? se- oh, 70s. 70s, 70s, yeah, 70s, okay. yeah. You got in trouble, yes. robbery, went to yeah. prison. Yes. 21 years? 21 years. No, no, but that was the latter. That was, uh, I, was, I, was out of, I was out of that part of the game. Right, you were out of the game. Yeah. Tell me, you, we talked early, tell me again why you got out. Uh, I, like I like I had a moral conscious, moral conscious. Like I had a baby. I had a female baby. I had a girl baby. My baby girl was uh, uh she was born to her. You know, my 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 wife. Uh, she was born at that point, and uh, it changed my whole my whole look. It changed my whole attitude about uh, not having a problem with sending the girl to work to do whatever it is that she did. I, I had a moral conscience, kind of like a like, like a, sending her off for sex. Yeah, right. Doing, Whatever in, she in did in the sex trade. Yeah, in the sex trade. I had a like I had a, I had a moral uh, like a moral breakdown. <laughs> I was uh well like well between us or the camera men that involved that are involved in various nefarious activities have to have a certain kind of edge. When you lose your edge, you ain't no good at that no more. So you can't do that. I lost my edge because I felt sorry for any females because I had a female baby. And so, so now you're looking, because you have a female, you're looking at this girl and you're saying, no way. Yeah, I right. do not want yeah, right. her in the sex trade. Right, correct. I don't want nobody but to do to my baby. this woman over here oh, is yeah. somebody's baby, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. At that point in time, it's like, a, like, the, like the light came on. That is somebody's baby. She's somebody's baby. Whoa. What have I been doing? I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. The light came on, I was through. And, you know, you can ask, well, I don't know. Uh, there's people in the street that would tell you, I just quit. I stopped, you know. Uh, I stopped and, uh, it, you know, turned into uh, other situations. And that led to the robbery and getting caught and spending the No, it led time? to uh, 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 dope. Okay. What led to drugs. I led to drugs. I was, uh, uh, I became, uh, uh, like I said, I sold drugs. 
I ended up selling dope. I sold dope. I sold uh, uh, like I, you know, I was. I'm still a hustler. Like today, you understand? Like I'm selling cookies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's. We're gonna move it forward. So you had a daughter. You had a change of heart. Yeah, right. More, um, more, a more. Yeah, it was. It was a more. Moral, a moral decision. A moral decision. Yes. You started drugs. And then yeah. it wasn't the it, robbery that got yeah. you in the... No, 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 no. drugs. It was drugs, drugs that drugs got the 21 got years? Yes, or yes. You spent 21 years. I spent 21 years. I ended up at, I had a 300-month sentence, and I did 21 years on uh, 30. I mean, 20, uh, I did 21 years on 25. Wow. You got out when? Uh, 2014. Now I went, in, you, I went in 1993. I got out in 2014. The world's changed. Totally. 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 When All you, my friends are gone. Uh, my family, my mom is gone, my dad is gone, my daughter is gone, um, uh, my little brother is gone. Uh, all my friends, and the majority of my friends are gone. The people that I knew that, uh, that participated in the, in the, in the game, uh, as it may have been called, they're gone. A majority of them are gone or in bad shape uh, physically, emotionally, psychologically. Uh, they, they, they're stretched out on dope. Uh, they can't get themselves together, you know. Uh, Milwaukee become the Harvard School of Pimps, sir. Well, believe this. Uh, this is a true story. This is not believe it or not. This is a true story. Uh, Milwaukee had some of the uh, uh. some of the elite uh, pimps or hustlers come out of this city. They have people uh, that have been uh, recognized nationally, internationally, from Milwaukee, uh, and. Uh, uh, it's kind of like in the in the fabric of the city. It's part of part of the DNA of the city. You have guys uh, that came here uh, uh, early on. Iceberg Slim. Uh, he came here. He wrote his book. Uh, part of the book, uh, uh, the pimp, uh, the story of my life. It was uh, uh, chapters, numerous chapters in the book. You understand? They talked about Milwaukee, uh, uh, the West, uh, Wisconsin House, the uh, uh, various uh, uh, females. That uh that uh ran like say the madams uh, from Milwaukee uh, uh uh Johnny May and uh, Miss Margaret and uh, 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 Miss Marie Tina all these uh, legends in the game uh, uh Satin Dial you know you talk about these these were legends uh, uh, community icons and uh, and they uh, allowed this to uh, develop it 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 uh. It, this was a training ground. So, and this started sixty. Oh, in the fifties, the forties, the forties, the forties. This is something that was before my time, fifty years before my time, okay. for that matter. You know, like mm-hmm. this is the, these are things that happened uh, that were in set uh, that were kind of like ingrained. Uh, Milwaukee was a very, very uh, prominent city. That, like, say the uh, the the infrastructure of the city was uh, very prominent. You know, you had a. Uh, uh, Alice Chambers, A.O. Smith, uh, the breweries. Uh, you had a like a like a large uh, Briggs and Stratton. You had a, a like a, a industrial hub here in Milwaukee, which meant that there was a lot of money that, that was being made here. You had uh, uh, the downtown area, just like a plethora of uh, uh, incentive for people to participate in the sex trade here in Milwaukee, and this is what uh, this is what happened. And in the process, they uh, they bred, you know, like I say, it was in the DNA, it was in the fiber. It's like they bred other pimps. You know, you got other uh, people. Like a lot of times, I, I mentioned to you before, like mm-hmm. uh, people mention, I uh, think about uh, men 
uh, influencing the women to participate in the, in, the, in the sex trade. No, it's more women that turned out more women than any man, you know, because men don't know how to turn tricks. Men don't know about how to do what they, what they do. So it's, it has to take a woman to tell a woman how to go get that money. You know, I've heard it on a number of occasions. Go tell that guy, go get that girl, bring that girl home. Let mama teach her how to do what she's supposed to do. How many times have you heard that? <laughs> so you know, they're just real talk, right? You know, real talk. You know, so uh, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, it, 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 you know, it's, it's what it is, right? And it's still happening because you still got remnants of those uh, of that of that DNA strand. You still got people that are dedicated, loyal. They might be in bad shape, but they still got the game. They still understand how that thing plays out. And so they still give it to the youngsters. They give it to the shawties. They give it to the kids. Tell me about the ball. Uh, oh, this, you know, it, it happens in various parts of the country. You might be in California, might be in New York, might be in Chicago, quite regularly in Chicago because of uh, uh, Don Juan, the bishop, Bishop Don Juan. He's, uh, he's uh, I guess he, I don't know if he, uh, uh, what is it, copyrighted it, or he put a, he got a, a patent on it or something where can't nobody else have a, a, a like a, a real pimp ball in the country but him. Uh, so he'll invite, you know, like say the various uh, 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 participants from all over the country. Did you go to one? Oh, I used to go regular. You know, I used to go regular. You know, I, you know, how do you how do you not go to a a, a pimp ball and uh, and you know you're in that life. So this is like a convention for pimps. Oh, it's a convention for hustlers. It's a it's a hustlers convention. It's a, you know people do oh, pimping is just like a side. You know, like you know you you do that because you you like women. And it's when you hear about sex trafficking now. The, the state of sex trafficking now at this point is, uh, is, is, is you know, it's, it's, it's a joke. Uh, people at the level that we were on, that we started out in a, in a in survival mode, it's not that anymore. You know, it's, uh, it's really a game. You know, like girls go out on the street now, you know, they, they, uh, they have problems now at this point. They have, uh, like, the, like I mentioned to you earlier, they have uh, mental health problems. They have substance abuse problems. There's no, there's no, uh, uh, nobody... In the sex trade at this point on the street level are having any fun. The people that may be having fun, you know, are the human traffickers, are the ones that own the massage parlors, are the uh, are the, the, the strip club owners and what have you. These are the guys that are having fun with the you know, human trafficking or the sex trade at this point in time, not the guys in the street. The guys in the street, they have to contend with, uh, okay, here they got, a, they got a, a, a woman that's got a substance abuse problem. Uh, so if she turns a, a ten dollar trick, uh, she's going right to get her a blow, or going to get her something to satisfy her chemical dependency. So where where's his bread at? Where's he where's he getting money from? What what you know? He's got to have he's got to go get a a a, a bag, uh, some dope in order for him to exchange goods for services from his woman. You sound like you feel sorry for the. I feel sorry for the, the trafficker. Whole, I feel sorry for the whole uh-huh. industry. I feel sorry for the whole industry because it's that it's that deplorable at this point. It's a sad state of affairs. Not like I say for the the, the women. Women nowadays, you know, like okay, you got women that have a, a say they didn't ran away from home. They've been running. They've been on the streets since they were fifteen years old. So they've been doing everything that they can possibly do to survive. They've been being taken advantage of as kids, as babies. So now by the time she's 18, 19 years old, she's a seasoned whore. She knows exactly what to do, everything that she needs to do to enhance a sexual fantasy in a man in order for her to get her some money. 
that's, that's, that's her survival. But she's a victim of child abuse. She's a victim of a, a pedophilia. She's a victim of a, a, a homelessness. She's a victim of the, the, the despair or the trauma that she's been subjected to for that, that period of time in her life. She's a victim. You can't be happy about that. You got another woman that's been uh, sexually abused since she was 8, 9, 10 years old. She's in the street. So she's out in the street trying to get her something to get high off so she can self-medicate in order for her to, uh, to get over the trauma that she's been experiencing. This, that, that's not a happy situation. So well, who was her man? You know, what, what kind of, what, what, he's not a good, you know, he's not doing no, no extreme pimping. <laughs> you know, he, he can't do it. It's not there. It's not available for him. So these are the, 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 the incidents that are taking place at this point in time in them streets. How can, they cost, how can they possibly put a broad stroke on human trafficking? How can they say that that's human trafficking? That's not human trafficking. That's somebody suffering from, I say, mental health, substance abuse, child abuse, uh, the trauma that's been associated, not, not just single incidents, layered trauma, years and years and years and years of uh, traumatic experiences. Like I say, them kids is out there, they're living from couch to couch. Some of them are taking baths or taking showers, I mean, taking uh, uh, wash-ups in the, gar- in, uh, uh, right. in, the, in the filling stations and what have you. But then when they come out the filling station at the, the, the bathroom at the filling station, they're hungry. So they got to go and steal something. They got to sell their body. They got to do what they got to do, male and female. So these things right here, that's, that, that's, not, that's not a happy situation. That's not a situation that the society can be happy about. What can society do? What can we do? You know, you can out. It's it's a matter of outreach. See, a lot of these kids, you don't even like people don't ever see them. They, they, you know, like okay, they they run in packs, but don't nobody see them. They're almost invisible until you happen to be at the filling station. You trying to go in the restroom, and then there's four or five of them standing around the door. Then you engage them. You talk to them. It's about outreach, reaching and getting. Man, what's happening? What y'all doing? How's this going, man? Look, uh, a girlfriend in there, man, you know, it's like that. But when you have a relationship with them, the relationship is almost where the ones that are from the streets, they recognize the ones that are from the streets. I'm a street guy. I come off the block. I'm I'm, I'm a neighborhood guy. So I can engage them. I can talk to them. I can ask them, what's happening with y'all? What y'all doing? Say, man, can you give us, man, we hungry, man, can you feed us? Come on, come on, let me get y'all something to eat. So during the, the feeding process or me just looking out, I can engage it, man. What's happening? How are you getting the situation that you're in? Man, I, my mama put me out, man. You know, like I say, she pregnant. You know, this, that, and the third. However, whatever the situations might be, it's a matter of society not being able to reach these guys, not being able to reach these kids, not being able to reach the women. These women, like I say, it ain't, it ain't very many pimps out there. You know, like I say, you might find some, uh, you know, in the major cities or what have you where they uh, incidents of human trafficking where this baby— 13, 14, 15-year-old baby is hungry. Here's a guy that's got, he's a, with no moral consciousness, he's got a, a bigger and better deal for the baby that's in the street. Like in this era, it's not about just, uh, uh, you know, you just uh, pimping, you just, you know, you just having girls. It's about, you know, I could say the sex industry. It's about sex trade. You know, you talk about uh, uh, movies, uh, uh, pornography, uh uh, uh, institutions, uh, the, the bunny farm, you know, uh, places where you can go and, you know, practice your trade. Uh, that's what's exchanged at the pimp balls, at the conventions. You know, just talk about, you know, like say how well you did or how many whores you got. You know, you talk about the things that you can do to enhance your, your, your business.
just like any other convention. You know, it's not like, uh, you know, you can't go to a, 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 a gaming convention and, and not talk about video games and not talk about uh, joysticks. You can't do that. So now that you are, you know, you're, you're, you went to prison, you're out, mm-hmm. mindset, you have an organization you call Vessels of God. Yes. I'm, since you chose that name, I'm thinking yes. that you are a born-again Christian or no? No, no, no. It's uh, like, say, uh uh, it's, it's, it depicts the fact that we're all vessels of God. You know, we all contain the, uh, uh, like I say, the blessing of our Lord within us. We we all carry our Lord with us. We are the vessel, and so that's that's hence the name vessels of God. You know, we all carry it. So it's a, it's a matter of us uh, uh, bringing, not so much just preaching the word. We got to be the word. You know, we have to walk as the word. We have to be. We have to carry. It. We are the vessel. So we have to carry it as a vessel. And that's uh, hence the name, Vessels of God. It's not like we, you know, preaching, standing up there on Sunday, right. you know. Right. Yeah, we, we, you know, we carry the word. We take it where it's at. And uh, one of the reasons why uh, uh, I feel we're, we're going to be as successful as we would like to be is because we take it where it's needed. We take it to the streets. We take it in the alley. We take it to the playground. We take it to the park. Uh, we take it to the places where... Uh, you know, normal people don't go. Well, as a vessel of God, I would think that some the stuff that you're hearing about the sex trade and the 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 victims and this would be disturbing to you. Very much so. Like I say, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sack it at this point. Uh, uh, substance abuse counselor in training, and uh, through my uh, my training uh, at this point, I'm uh, doing an internship. I've learned so much about the the trauma, about the problems, the reason why a lot of people do a lot of things. And I do assessments. I do interviews. I talk to people about, well, why do you act like this? Or why are you carrying it? Or why are you dealing with this situation as it may be? And it stems from things that may have happened, circumstances that may have happened many, many years ago. Like I say, I talked to a a young lady a couple days ago who had been being sexually assaulted by her uncle and her cousins for many many years. She's 25, 26 years old at this point. She's been being sexually assaulted for 20 years. So uh, it has has driven her to a, a, she's got a, 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 she's alcoholic and got a chemical dependency. She likes heroin. You know, so uh, this is, you know, she says she uh, uh, self-medicates with the heroin, but she has to get drunk every day to get up and go and find, to do something in order for her to get to heroin to, to, to take away the pain. Wow. So this is why uh, it's so important for me to, to be out here. This is why, it, like you say, it's so disturbing. This is why I'm on the program. This is why I come and talk to you about, you know, like, okay, I got a history. Ain't no doubt about it. Everybody in the town know I got a history. But the fact of the matter is, is that I would like for my story to be like a testament to, the, you know, a, a, the Lord's testament. That if, if he can change or if he can make, it, make a difference or he can change his routine or his attitude, anybody can do it. Believe me. Uh, like, I, like I was that kind of a guy, you know. And if I can change, yeah, anybody can change. There's help for everybody. You know, got to believe in the Lord, believe in yourself. You know, have confidence in the people that are around you. Let the people that are around you have confidence in you by showing or doing the things that you're supposed to do. Don't, you know, like give the people the confidence they're loving on you. You, uh, you, you, you straight for, for six weeks and then all of a sudden you're back in the gutter, you know, because you, you know, you didn't fell off the wagon. No, 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 no. That, that kills the confidence in those that have 
the, the confidence in you. So you got to continue on your journey, continue on your mission. I've been home over five years, and I'm continuing on my mission. I'm continuing on this. I'm searching to be successful. I'm searching to be able to give back, to be able to reach and get somebody and let them know what my story was. That's why I go to the streets, because they need to hear them stories. They need to know that, you know, these are, like the, like the, like the mother guy says, it's a story of redemption. No, it's not a story of redemption. It's a story of knowing what you got to do. Understanding what's, what what takes place in the community, you got to reach and get the community, you know, because the community is in so bad a shape it can't get you. You got to go get it. So uh, you were talking about. Uh, sounds like you're talking about mentoring, helping these folks. Is that what Vessels of God is all about? Yes. Well, well, well. We, you know, like I, I do mentoring. Uh, like I go into the high schools. Uh, like I say, I was uh, like uh, transition high school is kind of like my. Uh, uh, I, I would say my alma mater. Because uh, it's it's in the neighborhood. It's like over on 36 in Lisbon. I grew up right on 23rd Walnut. So like these, I like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm engaged in these kids mm-hmm. that in that particular community. So I get a chance to talk to them and tell them about the the, the, the circumstances or what they're in for for the for the for the behavior that they're exemplifying. I can talk to them at that level. And then, uh, like I say, one of the key uh, elements of the vessels of God is the reentry work. Guys coming out of prison, guys that have been already been to the penitentiary, young guys that come out. You know, if you look up now, the, the average age for the penitentiaries of the prisons now, 26, 30, you know, un, under 30 years old. That's the average age for a, a, like a, a bulging prison population. Yeah. So I get a chance to engage them and, and, and try to provide them with the resources and the services that they need in order for them to reintegrate back into society. And uh, again, uh, it's a matter of engaging them. Uh, you can, you know, like just one person uh, caring or extending uh, like a look, extending a, a a moment where they can get a chance to to get an opportunity to be human, to be real again. They don't want to be back in the penitentiary because they treat it like animals in there. So they want to have a chance. So they need a job. They need uh, resources, a, 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 a home, a, a trans, transitional housing. Let me adjust. Let me make an adjustment. Here's a guy been in prison for 10 years. He ain't 30 years old, but he's been in jail for 10 years. So that means he went before he was 18. Right. You know. If there's somebody who recently got out of incarceration and say, mm, that's me, I would like to get in touch with you. Yes. Is oh well. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a way. No. No doubt. Uh, uh, like I'm at uh, at the uh, Wilfred Sanders uh, Enterprise Building at 2821 North 4th Street, or it's uh, North Val Phillips Avenue at this point. Uh, I'm in Suite 100. The vessels of God. You know, you can come in. I call. I uh, got a, the the office telephone number is area code 414 you can call me uh, like I'm in there every day uh, uh, other than the days. Uh, well, I'm in there early in the day, but then other parts of the day I'm out baking. I'm making, I'm, I'm baking cookies. You know, I, I do uh, uh, I'm a, like I, I bake. I'm a baker. That was one of the skills that I picked up while I was away. You know, that's something that uh, I, I would advise guys to do. If, you, if you're in a situation where you have a mindset, I mean, a, yeah, a mindset to want to do better, and you have a skill set that you can utilize, you know, get in touch with me. There's people that will help you uh, take advantage or to develop your, 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 your skill set where you have a all chance right. to do better. And, you know, that's what it's all about, you know. Uh, Mr. Lamar Love, thank yes. you. You're very welcome. You've been enlightening. And listen, y'all mm-hmm. just got the, t- the tip of the iceberg. I got some more for you. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> Believe I can me. Tell. Yeah. 
We thank Lamar Love for joining us and being so open and transparent. And we thank you for joining us as we try to expand the discussion on sex trafficking from different perspectives. The 411 Live is a nonprofit organization. We have a big project in store, but we need help getting there. So if you are so inclined, please go to the 411live.org website and donate. Show your support. Also, while you're there, if you have suggestions about future podcasts, we want to hear from you. Your questions, your comments, we welcome them as well. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We are there and we hope you enjoyed what you saw. Until next time, I'm Beverly Taylor. This is the 411 Live, real people, real talk.